Green Across a Podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McVeigh. So excited to now be part of the Digitent Podcast Network. And today we have a friend from our network. His name is Hami Mahani. He's the CEO of 6AM Run. It's a nutrition and wellness brand, innovating products to help athletes perform. He's also the host of 6AM Run podcast uh, in the family that we just joined, the Digitent Podcast Network. And, and last week, uh, Kelly and I had talked about her challenges with marathon training. Uh, the biggest challenge being you know, time and not having enough of it. So we're going to start today with just Kelly and I talking about our exercise regimen, how we pull it off on a weekly basis, and uh, our struggles, our challenges, and what we really love about uh, how we like to exercise. And then we're going to get into our interview. All right, let's get started. Yeah, so we were on a Zoom with the Digitent CEO yesterday, and we were just talking about, he's like, you know, have some some of the guests of the other podcasts on and let's start, you know, cross-contaminating a little bit in the best type of way. So we, we have Hami Mahani on today. He is the founder and host of 6am run and it is health wellness, uh, inspirational, all about running and how to stay in it. And I thought it would be a great, a great, um, you know, next step because we talked about Kelly's, uh, marathon planning, we'll call it planning necessarily, not necessarily training, because it's really time consuming. And this is part of what I want to talk to Hami about, because 6am run, I'm assuming from the name that it is about getting people to carve out the time, because the problem necessarily isn't that you don't want to do it. Most runners love running, if that's your chosen exercise. It's really um, carving out the time, getting motivated and getting out there sometimes when it's cold out. Not here. It's 100 degrees today. Here in LA, I my hear friends. you continue to be mm-hmm. in a heat wave. I do keep hearing about this we, heat wave. We are, we are. Uh, so I'm trying to look on the bright side uh, because when you guys are in the dead of winter, we'll be happily 60 degrees over yeah. here. But um, Kelly, let's talk about our workout regimen. I actually started this morning with a really nice workout because. I luckily do it for a living. And if I decide to work out with my clients and students, then I get a good workout. I was at the aerial gym this morning at nine, teaching us a private. I love semi-private to two ladies who are in their mid fifties, just trying to stay in shape. They are inspirational themselves. And, um, I did a set of, um, I have this exercise. I do 10 of each, uh, in the hammock, which is like the, the aerial, fabric with a loop and I do a set of inversions, 40 inversions. Okay. All of this sounds horrible. (laughs) Back in the day, I thought this is kind of like when I was at uh, dance the other day, we were reviewing waltzes and I said, I would have been an amazing figure skater if I could have skated, <laughs> just like that, I would love to that have one like skated. little yeah. missing piece to be able to skate. But other than that, like the flexibility, the turns, the jaunt, whatever. Same with aerial. Right. I feel like I would be amazing at aerial if I had any arm strength whatsoever or core whatsoever. And so the fact that that's like what, what your workout was is amazing and I feel like how could I feel like I came one time it was horrible and you have some like 50 year old ladies who are doing these things 
Well, I think it's the same thing. Like they both play tennis as well. And tennis, if I did like half an hour tennis, I would probably die. Right. Because your body, your body assimilates to the exercise. Kelly, if I went on a run with you, I would be on the ground and you would just have to leave me there because I don't have that type of fitness, like this cardio aerobic fitness of uh, really like pushing the heart muscle, just doing one repeating thing. I would die because my brain, like in aerial, I'm not thinking about the exercise I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I get to do this thing in the air. I'm thinking about other things. I'm anxious to talk to him because my dad and I were just having this conversation yesterday because I don't like to fail and I don't like to not do things that I said I was going to do. And so I signed up for this marathon. We'll talk about this with him. So I don't want to repeat and you can Mm -hmm. edit it if I repeat too much, but I was like, I'm doing this. It's the time commitment. It's almost not even the physical aspect. It's the time commitment plus the mindset that I'm running. So Saturday morning I had, I was like, I could run for two hours. I have the time ability to run for two hours. And then an hour in, it's like, I get antsy and I start thinking of 20 other things I could be doing, should be doing. And I just mentally can't get over that hump of all the things I could be doing with that time. And I said to my dad, I feel like I have come to learn that I might not be a marathon runner and I have to be okay with that in the sense that a lot of people, I basically run three or four miles every day. And that's still really good from my That's end. what I'm saying. A lot of people can't even get on the treadmill for 15 minutes or go for a run for 15 minutes or even go for a walk. So in the scheme of things, I should be feel good about that. And I'm going to go to the marathon. I think I can do the half for sure. Um, But I just think there's a portion that I just think those people have something special in them. Do you feel that if you could be more productive with your time while you're running, it would change your outlook on it? For example, like if you were, I'm just making this up. If you had a deadline to read a book and you could listen to it and you had to read that book for a class and you could get it done while you're running, do you think it would change it for you? Listen, I have tried a couple things in the last few weeks. One, I tried to watch a television show on my phone because I thought if I'm willing to watch whatever, uh, Hands Made Tale or whatever is my House of Dragons, like I have all kinds of shows. That is an hour that I'm normally working and I'm watching, but like I could do that. The problem is I also have, I'm a podcast listener. So I listen to podcasts all the time. The problem is, is that movement for me is intertwined with music. And I think. Oh, I see. It messes up your rhythm. Like you don't have the right rhythm. I feel like music like motivates me, whatever. I even noticed when I was watching the TV show that if a song came on for a portion, I was like moving along and had some umph to my run. And when it was just people talking, I was just like hanging. (laughs) I think this has to do with dance. I think that you and like, I don't know that for sure, but we were trained in that way. I mean, I don't know if I could do an aerobic exercise to a podcast. I've never actually even tried. Yeah. I mean, oh, so I have to say I have a Peloton. Um, it's three, it's almost time for us to jump on with him too. But I have a Peloton and um they did this Ashton Kutcher 
is running a marathon and he's doing it for a cause and he's running the New York city, Boston marathon. And he's on the Peloton. So on the Peloton, you have a trainer, you have someone that's running and telling you when to run faster, when to run slower, when to up, put your treadmill on an incline and, and it has right. music, but they're also talking to you. So Ashton is doing these Peloton, special Peloton things because he's raising money. So that's why he's doing it on Peloton, but he has a guest. So he has like a guest come on and he interviews them while he's running and there's music. Oh, that's awesome. So I did do a couple of those runs and I liked them because it was like podcast with music with an instructor telling me when to run a little faster. So all this is happening on one video. He is running. There's an instructor. And then he's also interviewing somebody who's sitting on the side. They're running too. So there's three treadmills. So for example, example, he interviewed Kim Kardashian. He was running, running. I have to say. Kim was running, walking, running, walking, which listen, showed up doing all the things. Right. And then there was an instructor to the side and every once in a while she would chime in and said, let's take it to five or let's take it back down to four or five, or we're going to incline a little. She just would chime in every once in a while, but really Ashton's running and he was interviewing, but he has a whole series of these. Um, Kim's just an easy. That's fucking genius. It's genius. It's the genius. problem is, is I'm good for those small runs. I need to get some of these long distance runs in and there's none on there that he's doing this for like an hour. I don't know. Let's talk to Let's talk to the, I mean, maybe. I mean, that's the thing I want. I would love for him to give us some insight on how he deals with these things, because I have a million suggestions for aerialists. Yeah. That's what my blog is about. That's what the book is about. And it's a different animal because it's a different exercise. There's a different mental, I mean, the mental state around each different sport or type of exercise, it's incredibly different. Like you think about like the greats, like Serena Williams and how she gets her head around doing a tennis match that long, no coach in the sun. Like that is a very different animal than like a triathlete. Totally. Now, listen, there's a little bit of me. Let's take a guess. This is a Kelly guess. Let's see what the, what our guest said, what our guest says. But my guess is, is he's going to say, that's why you get up at 6am. If I got up, but now listen, during the school year, I have to get up at 6am anyway. So, right. But you have stuff to do at 6am. It's not free time. If I did get up at five, let's just make crap up. Would I be more dead? Like, would that time frame be more like, okay, it's five o'clock in the morning. I can't really email anyone. I can't really text anyone. I can't really do any of my work things. My kids are asleep, so they don't need me to do anything. Would that time be a better run for me if I physically could do it from a sleepy perspective? Because I wouldn't have all these other things in my brain that I have to do. I'm also... Do you have the same experience at yoga? No. Is it because it's only an hour? I know, but I'm talking about running for an hour and it's hard for me. Um, Yoga, I feel like is not monotonous. Okay. So that repetition really doesn't help you. You're changing. You have to follow along so that you know what's coming next. You're, you're attempting to like, really like let go of a bunch of thoughts and I mean, I, I agree. I feel like when I'm doing a cardio activity, all I do is think. Whereas yoga, I can get to that point where I'm just feeling the air around my body and feeling my body and I'm not 
if I'm in a good place in a yoga totally. class. Yeah. Totally. Not every time. Right. You know, not every single time. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not one to do competitive sports, but you think about like the football and the basketball where it's so, um, where you're just so, uh, you have to focus, yeah. right? Because there's a compet, there's a competitor and somebody's trying to take the ball away yes. from you. So in, in these, in these loner sports, it is such a different mind game. Um, I do want to talk to him about that mind game while he's running as well. Um, but for my sport, Ariel is so interesting, not the conditioning part, but when you're actually up there, it is one of the only, uh, I would have to say a football player might feel the same way. Ice skater might feel the same way. It is dangerous to the point where if you are not completely mindful in the moment, you're going to, you're going to risk something. And, and it's not that me and all the other people I know and my students do it on purpose, but when I'm up there, it's almost like I don't have a choice because I never think about anything. Well, do you think that that's partially, um, like from a physical, like it's dangerous. Like, I, yeah. Is it a fight or flight response? Yeah. I mean, is the question, do you feel like Ariel is dangerous at this point? Cause you're such a pro. Um, or yeah, it's the sen- the sentence is it's dangerous if, okay. So like, it's dangerous if I don't do all the things that I need to do. Um, but I think that it's so ingrained at this point, like running is dangerous. If you decide that you want to fall, right. If you decide that you want to like not have your legs underneath you, like on a main road or something, and there's a car coming at you. Yeah. And just run straight into a car, like, and not be mindful. These things are like kind of assumed that you would that you would, you would assume that you would do all these things. So it's the same for me. Like all the things that I need to do to stay safe are at this point ingrained and a given, but my, my beginner students, no. Like in their first class, I say it might feel really like obvious, but don't let go. Yeah. (laughs) Like, don't let go. Like that mat underneath you is not a trampoline. I was going to ask, but I don't you know. really want to know. So I'm not going to ask the question. I was, no, do has it. Ever, has you ever been there teaching when someone really got hurt? Yes. Okay. Yes. And sometimes it's their fault. Sometimes it's not their fault for a million reasons. Like my student dislocated her kneecap. She did everything correctly, but she doesn't have super strong legs and she wasn't engaging them fully. And had she done that drop, 10 times with the same issues, probably only one time the issue would have happened. Right. So she dislocated and it was bad. Like her leg looked like, you know, stranger things when they all like, like crack, crack, crack. I'm not a person that can deal with that. And she had to be with her leg, like sticking out in for 20 minutes while the ambulance came and all of us just, wringing our hands because we can't do anything about it. We can't touch her. We just have to make her comfortable. I've also had uh, the rigging fail in front of me. Uh, yeah. Doesn't that you uh, bring a lot you out to go back up? You know, I know what the numbers are and the numbers are pretty good. The numbers are better than you getting in your car to drive. Okay. 
yeah, when it comes to like um, risk, <laughs> risk level, the risk level is very, the, the risk that I'm taking is quite low compared what, to what you would think it is. Okay. Um, definitely like my students who are cheerleaders get hurt way more in practice doing those lifts and somebody not supporting their weight and them falling down. Definitely. Definitely way more dangerous to do any type of contact sport with somebody else. The the variable of like uh, a football player getting hit, concussions. Um, yeah, way, way worse. Tennis ball hitting you in the face, volleyball hitting you in the Hockey, face. those. Oh, yeah. The, the blade, the skating blade going across something that it wasn't supposed to. Supposed yeah. to go across the uh, the. um yeah, brunt the brunt force of another body coming into you with velocity. Yeah, way safer. My my bean is starting to become a little aerialist. She's now com- comfortable upside down, hanging in the hammock, turning. So I'll send you video. I'll send you a video for this one. So yeah. adorable. All right. I hope you really enjoyed me and Kelly's bantering. Let's get started with our interview. Hami, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. How long have you been doing your podcast? Uh, we're actually coming. I mean. Like a year, probably like, like it, it's been a little over a year. We kind of started it to kind of ramp up for last year's Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So we probably did it, yeah, like last year around Black Friday. And um, it it kind of took off. Our, you know, runners are a great community. They really, um, they rally around each other. And, and we have a really great niche with our product. Um, and runners really support. Um, it's, I don't want to, I try not to be, the flamboyant in your face CEO, but they do like to hear from inside of the company we've realized. So, yeah. Okay. So I, because Bean is being talkative right now and Carrie, you can always jump in whenever Carrie, um, Carrie stalked you and researched you more than I did, but I feel like I I'm probably the runner of the two of us. So I feel like I'm excited. I'd love for you to just start off by sharing just a little bit about what's 6am run is and podcast versus um, being the CEO and and what your company looks like. No. So we try to make them a little bit similar, but we don't try to sell our products. So yeah. So basically when I was about 35, I'm 43 now, um, I was a soccer basketball player uh, growing up and and then doing like adult leagues. I was never like pro or anything, Um, you know, did college was the extent of it. Um, and then after that, but, you know, you kind of play in leagues and things like that. Physical fitness has always been important to me. Um, at about 35, I realized like, hey, I don't have the 20-year-old body I used to. Um, so I couldn't play and pick up even leagues, adult leagues. I just, for me, I wasn't at the level I wanted to be. Um, I'm a very competitive person. So I did just, I just started running. Um, one mile became two, became three. I'm doing like five a day. It became a clarity thing. It became kind of my form of meditation. Um, and then my wife said, Hey, look, you can't do this at 6 PM when it's, we have two kids, same thing. So I'm, I've, I've been through the bean years. I I know exactly what that's like. I, I love in 2022, we can multitask. Um, so yeah, so, you know, I have to selfishly take care of myself so I can be a better father, so I can be a better husband, so I can, what physical fitness does for me is it makes me a better person and it clears my mind. It lets me get out any kind of anger, aggression. You know, I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like we all deal with different things, right? Like 
you know, you guys, we got to take care of our kids. I have to leave work sometimes at three o'clock, pick up kids from school, you know, especially when you have multiple children, it life is not easy. So I think if you selfishly can take care of your own mental well-being, I think that you're just going to be a better person. So Aside from that, what 6AM Run then does is to be able to get up early, to be able to recover. I noticed that there was not great nutrition in the market. Um, I can't remember the last time Red Bull and C4 and some of those really heavily caffeinated things, you know, really helped me at this age. Uh, You know, when I was 21, yeah, Red Bull was great, right? So we created just a line of nutrition that does green tea clean energy, um, as well as amino acids. Um, and that's where the company started. Um, but we really try to make a community. Um, like I said, it's, 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 it's Apple, it's target. It's all those brands. I've taken notes from them, right? What makes them the best company? And it's not so much that they've got the products or they're the best, but that they are a community, right? Every housewife in America loves going to Target, you know? And, and by the way, I have two daughters, so I every maybe house husband, but you know what I mean? Like people love Target, people love blue texts, right? Um, those brands have created communities and that's why we do our podcast. And I try to put myself out there. We want to build a community of like-minded individuals and motivate people to go after their days. I mean, 6am Ron will definitely be, I'm a podcast listener for sure. And my dad is the runner of the family. So he ran like over 2000 miles last year. He ran the Boston marathon this year, the Marine Corps marathon. And so I like am trying to attempt to, you know, run in his footsteps. And so we'll both be listeners. We just found you because of joining the network. We're super excited about it. But one of the things that Carrie and I were talking about beforehand, one I'd love to like, you know, I'm going to dive in and start listening to the podcast in general is that 6am run timeframe. I was saying that I have found because I run probably like three or four miles a day. Mm-hmm. It's the mindset of getting past that four miles from a time perspective. So I was trying to attempt to run a marathon in October. And I feel like my training has been lackluster. Now, listen, I'm running four a day. It's those longer runs that I like can't wrap my, my mind around while I'm doing it. Um, because I'm thinking about the 25 million other things that I need to be doing for my corporate job, for the for this fun podcast that Carrie and I do, all the things. Like it's so much more than running, I think. So so you're not gonna like what I'm gonna say. I I did my first I know, I'm scared. I want to hear it. Was New York City last year. And I have two daughters. Yeah. I'm married. Uh, I have this company to run, right? Um, and this is not a Monday through Friday. People say, like, I quit my there's a TikTok thing, I quit my nine to five job to work 80 hours a week to be an entrepreneur. That's the truth, right? Um, I didn't really train as but as as well as I could have for New York City. I didn't do there was never a day I did 20 mile a 20 mile run. I don't have that time. But what I said to myself, this is where it's it's a little bit of a mental um kind of like fortitude, I guess you could say. Same thing as you. I never did when I was really, really getting ready, I never did less than six. But I kept telling myself like look, I'm doing six a day. Marathon is 26.2, right? My goal, and I think that if you're going to be a little bit like me, I didn't care about a four hour, a five hour. I wasn't going to break Yulit Kopchegi's world record, right? I'm not going to run a two hour marathon. I knew that I'm never going to walk. And um, every time I saw someone stop and walk, it really motivated me to keep going. 
Um, now I was hurt when it was done. I was in pain, physical pain. I, I think that night I had a little bit of a runner's high. So I was able to walk home and get that the car. And we got back from New York to Delaware where we live, but, but I, I, I'm the wrong person to talk about training to, um, unless you're really concerned about your time. You know what I mean? Um, most of us don't have to, to truly train for a marathon. You have to put in many hours per day in long runs and, I just having a 15 year old and having a six year old and, 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 and I wasn't, I, you know, I, I, I'm happily married. And one of the reasons is because I'm not going to be like, Hey, they're yours today. You know what I mean? We, we obviously we co we, we work together for, you know, one kid's got to be at tennis. One's got to be at basketball. It's, you know what I mean? So, so anyway, like that's that I get that. So I, I'm the wrong person to talk about, you know, hey, so to me, if you're doing for a day, I think you'll finish. I think you'll be fine. Are you going to break a world record? No, probably not. But you're going to be happy. You can finish yeah. without stopping and walking. Um, and, you know, that's, you know, and, and as long as you have, you know, and I had a plan, right? Every eight miles, my, my, my wife, I say my team, but my wife was there every eight miles with my nutrition and, and stuff like that, you know, and. So, and we talk about our community. I had no idea, you know, that the people were tracking me, um, you know, on, on, on the New York city marathon website and our Facebook group, which has 25,000 of our customers on there was like, go Hami way to go. Keep going. So it's, it's so much mental. Um, I don't think people put enough, um, investment or stock into what their mind's capable of doing get david goggins all these people talk about it it was it was a mental thing and then yeah when i was done i couldn't run for a week but i finished and that was my goal and, and like i said and, yeah. and, and yeah so i'm repeating myself but but yeah i my i curse a little bit and there's a, a little child here but but my, my training was you know the s word yeah I actually think that's the right answer. Like that's the answer that I want to hear. Like I am a go, it's kind of, I do a hundred mile bike ride every year and I ride my bike a few times before I do it. And listen, it's the every stop, every rest stop. I think I'm like, am I going to keep going? And then I eat like five peanut butter sandwiches and a banana. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to the next one. So yeah, yeah, listen, mindset is everything. I I like the answer. I like the answer. So do you always run a 6am your timeframe? Like, is that legitimately? And and it's funny, my local friends and local residents here in Delaware, because obviously I have the 6am gear all the time on. No, I mean, and that's the thing too. I mean, nine times out of 10, I'd like to run at 6am. I'll go backwards a little bit. What what a 6am run did for me when I was in corporate America, you know, I'll say this too. And, 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 and we, my book kind of talks about this, that, that, that did really well last month when it released. Um, it's a, it's, tell it's us the book title. a happy hamster. So a lot of people growing up would call me hamster. So, uh, the book is titled happy hamster, yep. happy hamster. It's me running the New York city marathon. Actually, that's the picture from the New York city marathon. So, but no, so I love it. I would go to work at 8 a.m. corporate America. I worked in Philadelphia for a big corporation and you couldn't give me a task and me be like, oh, no, that's too hard because I did a six mile run before I went to work. People are rolling out of bed with their coffee. Um, It helped me professionally. I'm getting to work. I already did more than my counterparts. There's part of doing it at 6 a.m. is about setting forth that day. You know, if you um, if you read like books like The Secret, right, where they say like, hey, if, if you stub your toe in the morning, your day can go two ways. The rest of your day can be crap because you started off by stubbing your toe. Then you can, you know, have another 
you know, experience and blow. And it, it just, it kind of like goes that way. Right. If you stub your toe, but you say, okay, that's the worst thing that's going to happen in my day. Everything else is going to be, it's, it's mindset stuff. Right. So that's what 6am run does. Yeah. I now get up sometimes. I don't get me wrong. I still get up early, especially if you have children, there's no way not to, but not every day. Sometimes, sometimes I have to put out a company fire at six in the morning and I might not get to my run at eight. Um, the luxury of being an entrepreneur is now I can fit it in when I need to. I still run every day, six miles a day. Um, but I would be lying to you and I never want to be fake. Sometimes that run has to happen at 6 p.m. Sometimes that run has to happen at 3 p.m. Um, sometimes I have a big meeting I have to prepare for. So, um, one thing I love about the pandemic is, and, 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 and Carrie's, I love that Carrie's an example of that today. And, and, and I don't want to call you out, but it's like, you know, your dog can bark because you're at home. You, your kids can make noises. As long as you're getting your work done, I don't think anyone cares where you are. I mean, thankfully that's the case now because it used to, oh, she just whacked me in the face with it. It used to be like I was trying to cover it up, but definitely right. the beginning of this, like I'd have her on my boob. Right. Because we've been doing it for about a year and a half ish. And yeah, that's the way right. because I don't, we don't have any daycare for her. This is it. So I get all my work done. And what I love, um, Hami, about what you've been talking about is when I saw the artwork for your thing, I was like, this guy is up at six o'clock in the morning and he's trying to get all these people to wake up at six at the same. I love that you're more realistic and that you're more real because it is, it's like, I feel like people, we're all the same age group. I feel like there is no good. There's nothing that good, good that will come out of like sticking it to an adult who has kids and like a job that they must do something at a certain time or else they're failing. No, like, there's no. just no point because then we'd all be failing all the time. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you, it's, it's, it's great to have standards. It's great to have goals. It's great to have routine, but yeah, no, you can't, you can't, you know, I, I one thing about me and it's funny in the New York city marathon, one of our mostly caffeinated items, our sprint, you know, I didn't take that with us. I thought I wouldn't need that much caffeine, but for the last minute push, you know, and it's on tape and we, cause we published, we documented it. And I, you hear me tell my wife, run to that bodega and grab me a Red Bull. Right. And everyone was like, and I told people in the podcast we had after that, that I described the marathon. I said, look, guys, I messed up. I didn't take Sprint with me. Uh, again, our most caffeinated item that we make, but I needed that caffeine push to finish. And I said to my wife, go grab me a Red Bull so I can push through these last six miles. You know, so yeah, absolutely, guys, it's, it's your, nothing ever goes as planned. I think, you know, if you, if you guys, we're all the same age. So like you're talking about like, you know, um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. He wants the perfect Christmas, right? It just doesn't happen. I think once you realize like you have to let things kind of just fall where they are and just enjoy moments, you're just also going to be happier. And I think I finally learned that at what? I'm 43. So it's like. If I needed to buy two things from your company that are going to help me with this marathon, marathon, what would be the two products? So Sprint and and so marathon is our number one thing that we first made as a company. Marathon has everything, green tea, caffeine, amino acids, uh, potassium, sodium, electrolytes for hydration. Marathon is just our go-to. Um, and then, yeah, for that just extra kick, mostly caffeine and just boost. Yeah. Sprint is what you want. And, and what we did with sprint was we took other pre-workouts that were on the market 
and we made Sprint. It doesn't have the heavy creatine and stuff that kind of bloats and gasses you up. Um, there was no pre-workout for runners. Um, you, when you, I, I don't want to bash anyone or say the name, but we all kind of know the other pre-workouts that are on the market. We wanted to make something. Um, I do a fasted run every day. So something you could take on an empty stomach, it still gives you that kick if you do that three to four miles. Um, and then that sprint every morning. We all talking again, again, I don't want to go backwards, but getting up early is not easy. I'm on the East Coast. Um, it, it sounds like, I don't know, um, Kelly, it sounds like you are too a little bit. I am. Um, you said Boston and your dad did Marine Corps down in DC by us. So it's like, yeah. for me, it's not easy to roll out of a nice warm bed on a 30 degree winter morning, totally. right? So sprint is going to always get you up and kick you in the butt to go and then not bloat or gas you. So those would be the two, but then we've got a vitamin coffee. If you take vitamins every day, this way you can, you know, coffee is huge. So we have a vitamin coffee. We have a, a totally hundred um, percent, you know, organic recovery in our finish line. I would tell there's, there's, if you're a runner or more of a cross, I'm sorry, a, a cardio person, there's something for you on our website. Okay. So listen, I'm a fan. I'm definitely purchasing. And then I'm going to message you, even if you don't want to know if I finish or not, and I'm going to let no, you know. I do. I do. I do. What are you? Guys, we'll do real quick. We'll do too. We'll do a swap. I, uh, I've yeah. been having a co-host. Um, I want to get him involved. Um, Mark and I now are been co-hosting. So I real quick, I do want to do a swap. We definitely got to get you guys on our podcast this week or next week. I love, because I think that people that don't run, don't realize the, um, what it gives you from a mental perspective that it's not, I think people think runners, it's like physical, it's about working out. I mean, listen, all those things are real and true, but it is my best counseling appointment. It is my meditation moment. It is all of those things combined. I mean, I'm a different person when I'm running versus when I'm not running. Um, so what do you think I mean, you mentioned some of that too. I also love that you said when you go into the office, when you went into the office, that it felt like if you had, you had already completed a six mile run, you're already that much farther ahead just from that mentality. And I've always heard if you can run a marathon, you can do anything like that's the marathon deal. Right. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm freaking now I'm for sure doing it. Right. I'm going to finish the whole thing. But I think, um, all of those things are such a huge thing. If you wanted to say like a couple things that you feel like are the biggest things about running that you learned as, you know, becoming a runner, what would those two things be? So, so, so that's it. I'll use even, um, you know, when you have kids or you have, you know, you, there's, there's so much stress in life, right? Um, this is the example I'll, I'll give. I, I hope I answer your question by saying this, but this is kind of the way I look at it. So as my daughter gets older, you can't help. And she does basketball and I used to do it. Right. So you can't help, but be vested in your kid's success. Right. The coaches for my daughter have this thing. It's a 24 hour rule, meaning that when something doesn't go your way, or let's say you're not happy about your kid's playing time, you're not allowed to talk to the coach for 24 hours till after the game. And what's crazy is I found out that like, because look, we're parents, right? We all want our kid to be the next Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, right? All of us parents in, in the kid basketball world. But what I found out was I would go, I would run and you run off anger. Let's say you're mad at the coach for benching your kid, right? Now to my kid's credit, she works hard and she does so well, but still like there's still things that as a parent, you can do everything for your kid, but play for them sometimes and you're vested, Right. But I use that as an example. 
that's my most recent kind of thing. It's like, all right, go run, get out some of this aggression, get out some of this anger, think about the whole thing from a perspective, right? And I think that's what it does. Like there'll be things in life that you're just upset about that maybe aren't going your way. Um, and for me, what running does is it kind of opens up these like, I don't even know what the word is for it, but it like opens up these thoughts and ideas that then allow me to take different approaches. Um, you know, there's maybe a brick wall in front of you. Running will show me how to go around it. And I don't know how to explain that, but instead of thinking about the pain, the miles left, things like that, I'm thinking about all the issues I got to work on and solve that we all have. And then I come out of the run. I'm like, oh shit, that run's done. Okay, great. Now, and I've got ideas about how to tackle my problems. You know, oh, you know what? It's not that coach's fault. You know what I can do? I can go to Layla and I can say, hey, work on this for the next game. You won't get pulled. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm trying to tell people and that's my message. I hope I can get across. It's like, we all have problems. I don't, I mean, one of the things I hate, my wife has a joke and it's on Instagram. She's like, when our kids are like crying, like my young one, she, when she's crying and we go to a restaurant and she doesn't want anything to eat. My wife's like, we should post that on social media. Cause no one's posting, no one's posting their kid crying and looking like crap and throwing food yeah. at them. Like, you know what I mean? It's like yes. social media has made this like picture of perfection that no one can attain to. So running for me is like, okay, we still want that. Right. So running for me allows me to kind of compartmentalize my day and be able to say, okay, well, this issue needs this much attention and this solution, this issue needs this and that, and then work issues. So for me, it really allows me to compartmentalize my day, meditate a little bit, and just really clear my mind. Okay. So this is a question because yesterday when I was out for my run, I had three of my best ideas, right? And I sent like audio texts during the run. Like I was panting and I was like, hey, just want to, it was just for like a reminder. Um, Do you ever do things like that? And then are you a music? Do you listen to music? So I do both. I do. There's, um, there'll be um, uh, real quick on that one. I'll do podcasts. I'll do books, uh, Audible. And I actually found out I retain. I think we all have a little bit of ADD in us. It's just natural. Um, So I think for me, I found out, and I wish I had this when I was a kid, I found out I retain information much better. I can read, I can write, but if you told me, hey, read this book and tell me what happens on chapter 11, my mind is just too busy, right? But if I do more of an audible, I can retain it better and I can tell you what happened during the course of the book. So, but there's also times we talked about it. There's times I want like a really great upbeat playlist. I, uh, I told, uh, I, I was trying to tell my daughter who Jay-Z was yesterday. And it was like yeah. the blueprint when I was in college, the blueprint was like one of the best CDs that was out. And I was like, oh, you forget sometimes some of those really great CDs. And I put, I put Jay-Z's the blueprint on yesterday and that just powered me through my run. So like, no, so I'm a little bit of everything. I'm weird. Um, and then even my music choices, I think, um, I think I, I go from like Jay-Z to like George Michael to like, Bon Jovi, like I'm just. You're really aging there. yourself at this point, huh? I know, I know. I go a lot <laughs> everywhere. So, so there's right great music. Us. Yeah. So you know, and New York City Marathon, I did do music just to kind of be hyped up. Um, but I kind of there was there was pockets that I turned it down because so many people are on the sidelines, like cheering and signs and things like that. So yeah, so I'm a little bit of everything. Like I said, I think I'm weird, but I also think I'm like everyone else. So I do a little bit of everything. If there's a great podcast um, that has a guest, I want to hear. If, you know, if, if I'm a fan of someone, you know what I mean. I'll, I'll do their podcast. So absolutely, I do a little bit of everything. Are you a treadmill runner ever in the winter? 
Oh yeah, I can't. I'm not. Listen, I'm, okay. I, I have okay. some, I have some Middle Eastern blood in me. I can't. I can't run outside in cold weather. I can't do it. And and okay. people, you want to like call it. me? I can't. I can't. I'm not going outside in 40 degree weather and and running yeah. outside. I'm not doing it. Um, so yeah, all winter from about Halloween on till about end of February, early March. Yeah, I'm inside downstairs in the basement on my treadmill. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I okay. I'm not a runner. I'm a. I'm a. I'm very athletic, but I'm not, I'm an, I'm an aerialist. So one of the other podcasts that, so I joined with two podcasts for the Jujintent network, Greener Grass with Kelly. And then I have my own, it's called the Expecting Aerialist. It's about motherhood uh, in, in our, in our community. So I was just telling Kelly, I did a workout this morning and I did like uh, 40, like in air inversions. Okay. Which it's you're going upside down. down. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So pull-ups and abs. And she was like, that sounds terrible. And I was like, so just running five miles. So, so yeah, I'm very impressed because I can't do that. It's not my thing, but I'm very impressed with you guys. And I really do feel like uh, we were talking about the mentality of both, like of all these different sports. And I feel like running what, what sets it aside from other things Bicycle, anything that's that cardio where you're like doing a triathlon or a marathon, that mental piece is so big because mm-hmm. that's that's going to be the thing that makes or breaks you. Whereas for other sports, maybe not so much. So to, to your point, so I, I think what people need to say, and it's not bad to say this, I think we sometimes get too nervous to talk our real feelings. I think running for me, that's what I like, right? My wife doesn't like running, but my wife loves yoga. She's taken me to yoga classes and I've been, I've been like, this shit sucks. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. you can, I think you can admit sometimes it's some things are not your cup of tea and it's not knocking it. I'm not saying people who do yoga, I'm not making fun of them or I'm not trying to bash them. For me, they're probably stretching like, and yoga is probably so important and there's such a need for that. But I think you you have to enjoy what you're doing also. Like, yes. so I'll say this. It's funny. Like of all of them running is my favorite. Of course, my wife, the other day we were talking about her not running and me running. And she's like, Oh, but you love running. I was like, I don't know that I love it, but of all the workouts, it's my favorite. Right. So yeah. that's to, to your, to your point. I think that that's where you find what's your favorite thing. She loves yoga. And and that's that's her thing. She loves heated heated yoga is actually her favorite. Oh, we love hot yoga. Love hot yoga. Yeah. So it's like but that's I, I'm sorry. I I don't. And and but again, that's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. And everyone has to find, and that's where, and I hope your guys' show and even on our podcast, you know, our podcast running, we try not to talk all the time about running. Runners are our audience. But right. I uh, I have a podcast coming up with this guy who swears he can sell anything, right? I'm sure I have runners who are salesmen, saleswomen, salespeople, right? Yeah. So I I I I want them to listen to that episode and hopefully they'll get tips from this amazing sales guy who swears he can sell anything. You know what I mean? So yeah. to your point, I think you find out what you like, you go and do it and 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 whether that's aerial activity, whether that's CrossFit, whether that's yoga, hot yoga, cycling, um, it's all at the end of the day, it's all an outlet. If you, if that makes sense, you know what right. I mean? And, and, and you go from there. At, in general, from what you were saying too, just now, I think because of social media, because of all the things that we think that everything's in a box. Like, I think if I'm going to complete the marathon in October, then I had to have printed the training and right. 
did all, all of the runs exactly how they were because that's the training for a marathon or, you know, I think we, we put everything to, into a box and I think this was good for, I needed to hear this, you know, the universe brings things into your world at the right moment. I feel like it's not in a box. And just because I didn't do it exactly the way everyone else has talked about it doesn't mean that I can't finish in my own way, whatever that looks like. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think, yeah, that's, and and that's funny. Like, I don't want to preach or anything like that, but that's what it's at the end of the day. That's what it is. Nothing will ever go the way or the perfect way. And that's, you know, I try to even, my daughters love TikTok and I'll, I'll, I'll end on that too. You know, I try to even tell them like, you see something and think it just went viral, right? Charlie DeMio and all these TikTokers, for example, they, you know, they have a whiteboard. I'm sure they've got each post, what it's going to be, what the next dance move is going to be. Things are planned. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, there's always things you don't see and, and things that, you know, you want to get to, there's always a way to get to it. Just figure out that way a hundred percent. So no, I'm, I'm with you on that. And this was great for me too. And I loved it. And like I said, we'll, we'll talk after this. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely do, we'll do a swap and we'll get you on ours here. Either ne- probably next week we can do, we can get you guys on ours. I'd love to get both of you, um, you know, two very strong influential women on our podcast as well, for sure. Thanks so much to Hami for carving out the time to be with us today. You can find 6am run podcast wherever you find your podcasts. And I'll also link it in the show notes. Remember to subscribe here to Greener Grass. And also, if you're interested in all in hearing my voice even more, uh, The Expecting Aerialist is is my niche podcast for motherhood and pregnancy, prenatal, postpartum, all that stuff. Um, and athletes, uh, mostly focused on aerialists, but if you're an athlete, there's a lot of stuff that we talk about that may be very relevant to your experience. Thanks so much to Asa Watkins, our sound engineer. And if you would honor us with a five-star rating and a review, anywhere that you listen, we would love you forever. Again, uh, check out the Digitent Podcast Network and uh, over and out. We'll see you guys next time.